no one in the beer industry uh, is, <laughs> actually except for one very well uh, you know, known Brisbane apparent startup who's getting around in a Lamborghini. There aren't too many, uh, but he apparently made his money uh, outside of beer. Um, <laughs> he also hasn't started up yet, to be fair. Well, he hasn't started up, and we'll be interested to see whether he uh, keeps the Lamborghini once he does. Thanks to Cryo Malt, a grain of truth in every podcast and in every beer that I hope you will enjoy uh, over the Christmas season. This is Good Brews Week. For the second last time this year, I'm Pete Mitchum, your host, and joining me also for the second last time this year, well, this calendar year, uh, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day, Pete. Mate, it, well, I guess technically it's the last time you and I are joining each other for 2018 because... Well, I didn't want to, you know... <laughs> I didn't want to tell the kiddies that there's no such thing as Santa. Um, but, yeah, we have actually recorded, pre-recorded our 200th episode. So this is episode well, 199. knows that. There's no secret yeah, I know, about that. I know. I know. But it's, you know, with, well, knowing it and telling the kiddies, you know, it, it's it, sometimes it's, you know, what is it? It's important to believe, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a journey song. <laughs> probably is. Well, the kids probably don't know what their journey is. Merry Christmas thing, but anyway, yeah, that's right. Well, watch the last episode of The Sopranos. Everything's there. All you need to know is there. Okay. Um, it's getting towards the end of the week, end of the year, and as I say, um, no, sorry, as I as I will say, uh, by the time because I've recorded it, uh, this is going to be hard. Sort of talking about stuff that we've spoken about, but that the listeners haven't actually heard yet. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's kind of like going back to the future. Let's listen right. to us in our 80s references. Duck, we've got to get back to 1984. Um, okay, so what happens is the brewers, are they're all busy now. They're uh, Hopefully, they have done all their, their hard work and they've got all that beer uh, ready for you to enjoy over the warmer months here in Australia. And um, so there's not a lot happening, it's fair to say, News-wise, so we'll we'll be fairly brief today, and I'm sure. Oh, mate, don't uh, go saying that. There's a there's a couple of things. I'm sure. Here. I'm so positive that we will be under the cook limit. That's how confident I am. I've only made a, a, a short black today instead of a long black. There you go. Well, we will be under the cook limit. I'm pretty sure. Um, we have to because you've got to go and do an interview uh, straight after this, which wait, probably does it lead us into a teaser into the. This just in. Uh, we cross live in the field to Matt Kierkegaard with this important breaking news. <laughs> well, and, and it's all a little bit up in the air. I've, you know, again, the, the good thing about recording this. We record and it's three days later. They've already heard the news, but go on. Yeah, um, usually we're recording this on a Wednesday, not the Friday. Um, but No, no, other way around. Normally we record on a Friday, but today is a Wednesday. Yeah, well, I said that. Because you're going on holiday. No, you said it the other way around. I said unusually we're recording on a Wednesday and not the usual Friday. All right, anyway. Anyway, um... God, mate, this is taking me back to last week when it was all getting a little bit uh, arguing in front of the kids. Um, the uh, and everyone will understand what that means next Friday when they hear the podcast. Um, yeah, no, I'm about to speak to uh, Cry Malt and Yakima Hops, um, who I understand are about to pre-announce something that's going to go live tomorrow, um, or record an interview um, that's going to go live tomorrow, saying that. Uh, as of some indeterminate time that I don't know yet know, uh, Cryer is going to be taking over Yakima Hops. So as, as we've talked about in the past, 
um, the distribution of, not, not the, the di gummy. Distribution, sorry, yes, dis 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 distribution of. Um, yep. Bintani has had a long relationship with Yakima Hops. We talked about their court case recently. Um, that's ended. Um, I, I understand that the agreement is that Bintani will have Yakima for the forthcoming year. Um, and then I believe that I'm about to find out that uh, Cryo Malt um, is going to take over the distribution of Yakima Hops. Um, so I'll, that's all I know at the moment, Prof. Um, I will be finding out more uh, as soon as I get off the phone to you. All right, interesting news. Um, in other breaking news, uh, popping up on my feed just as we speak, um, Endeavour has launched a bit of a – is it is it crowdfunding? Is it private equity? Is it crowdsourcing? What is it? Um, yes, so another story that uh, you didn't have the benefit of uh, having read, um, and I'm – literally hitting uh the, the button that says drop prof um it doesn't really say i that. bet it doesn't say but it says send or post it says publish yeah yeah publish um, see that's a word <laughs> i'm just hitting publish on a podcast um to uh announce that uh well ben coyman uh, from endeavor um advised us uh some time ago uh back uh in october that they were going to be doing a equity crowdfunding um, scheme. Um, now, equity crowdfunding, as people know, there's been a lot of crowdfunding where you know breweries that have wanted to have a bottling line, or they wanted to get their first beer in cans, or they've you know wanted to paint the walls white, um, can go out to the public and say, you know, for if you give us fifty dollars um, towards our target um you know we'll give you a key ring if you give us a hundred dollars we'll give you a six pack you know if we'd um all of this and it's a way of raising discount money. off merch on the website and that sort of thing yeah and and, and it's a way of raising money uh, mining the good you know the, the goodwill you've got amongst your community yeah um, yeah but without actually having to give away any of the farm and so for my hundred dollars for example in that model I, I don't have a dog in the race i, I don't own a share you yeah so i mean pete brown did I, might, it, I might get um, a, a special six you know, pack or something yeah 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 so, yeah. so you don't get a yeah, i'll get business. a signed copy of his book yeah right okay yeah but you get some something that's of value to you um the other way is you can sort of go to the bank and get money you can go to a bunch of private investors and you know get some either a loan or you know give them a percentage of the the, the business um so they have a share in it you know, you, or, or you can sell the farm entirely and, uh, you know, sell to the big house or sell to somebody else. Oh, sorry, the, the other way you could go is go full IPO, which meant initial public offering where you had to, you could offer a percentage of the business that was listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. Um, we saw Brew do that um, rather spectacularly uh, initially and rather spectacularly badly since. Um, uh, and also Gage Roads has been on the uh, stock market for some time. It's a very expensive way yeah. um, just because of the you know, corporation's law. So in January this year, uh, the, the federal government allowed a hybrid model between equity, uh, between crowdfunding and um, stock market listing where um, small uh, businesses, I think the figure in my head is under three uh, under thirty million, um, I, I can't remember. As in the value, value, the value of your company. The value of the company, or the value of the the, the raising, could be done um, off market um, by you know privately offering equity stake, um, and, and that's what Endeavour's doing. So Endeavour is raising uh, anything between about three hundred thousand and two point three million, um, and you can get the full details uh, in the beer as a conversation that has literally just gone live. Um, 
uh, where, where Ben talks about it, and I sort of speak to him a little bit about the background of the business and, and, and what you get. Um, but yeah, they're, they're sort of wanting to raise between 300000 and $2.3 million. And depending on how much they raise, they'll sort of, uh, as Ben describes it, supercharge their marketing um, to if they get $2.3 million, they'll look at you know, sort of opening um, you know, a, a bigger production brewery that will let them bring a lot more of their currently contract brewed uh, production in-house and if they sit somewhere between um, that they are looking at opening more Endeavour um, brew bars um, which we've seen successful in the rocks in Sydney so really interesting time for, for beer. Um, Black Hops has recently teased that they're about to um, pull the trigger on an equity crowdfunding as well which is really interesting given that they just raised three million um, off-market um, valuing them at about 30 million I understand. Yep. Um, and then they've got a big brewery that they're building uh, at the northern end of the Gold Coast. Um, interestingly, uh, this raising um, values endeavour around about fourteen million, so it's about half. It's about half of Black Ops, okay? Yeah, but don't but they for about the same same about, about the same volumes? Are they for the same volumes? I guess or same ballpark. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing is, I guess Black Ops is a much bigger social media presence you know they've got that vibe about them they're probably on a faster growth trajectory than um endeavor um and so essentially what black hops are selling are the promise um of of the future and i think they're you know sort of trying to get everybody interested in the you know uh, you know what we saw with brewdog where early equity investors made 1,500% or 1,100% um, return um, on the first um, tranche of equity investing. And I, I get the feeling that that's where Black Hops is. Um, Endeavour seems to be a little bit more, uh, you know, conservative in, in their offer. Yeah, and this is what I love about our beautiful capitalist system. It, it's, let the mark decide. Yeah. Shall we watch on with interest? Mate, watch on with interest. It, it's... Um as you know, we've never really jumped big into the crowdfunding, um, just the basic crowdfunding, um, because I figure, well, on, on one hand, I figure... Yeah, Jim Bruce News. No, no, you can't uh, even in get terms of... To listen, let alone give us money for it. Oh, mate, we get a couple of um, emails a month from people wanting to, you know, wanting us to spruik their equity, uh, sorry, their, their, their crowdfunding. Um, and we've always been a little bit wary of that because there is such hype built into a lot of the crowdfunding um, media releases that you get that I, I worry that you know the, the more noise that the more you see it pop up you know on Brews news on crafty pint in social media it creates it does create a bit of a hype and a little bubble to it and I've, and I figured that you know if you have the community behind you that equity crowdfunding talks about trading on um, then you probably don't need you know third parties, hyping your campaign, you know, because it should well, I be... Think a... at, yeah, I think at the heart of this too, Matt, is that the you've got to look outside the beer bubble because the reality is that if more breweries start doing this, you already see, you know, or anecdotally, that, you know, craft beer drinkers are spending more per beer as it is. Now, some of them might say, actually, I do drink that particular beer a lot or uh, so I wouldn't mind having... Uh, a couple of shares in it if it means that, you know, I, I'm, I'm supporting a, a brand. Um, but then another one pops up, oh, hang on, but that's my favourite as well. They, they can't 
they can't be throwing a hundred dollars at, at ten different breweries should that happen. So um, presumably you're looking you're looking outside of the the Facebook uh, beer groups. Yeah, I mean, via, like, via crowdfunding. Yeah, are you then? Am I then locked into? I, I can't sell to a big company. Like, does, is it kind of one or, or t'other? No, does it, does, no, no, because uh, does, it, does I, it provide a buffer, a safety barrier for no, no. For, um, having to sell to a big company? Because because um, I, I would just think if I put my hard earned in and then you know a year later they sell to AB InBev, I'm going to go. Oh, come on! Even if I get 110 dollars back or you know whatever it might be from 100. My understanding is that Jasper Cuppage at Camden had done an equity crowdfunding before the sale to AB InBev. Um, and it just meant that he had to get the permission of the shareholders. And that's one of the ways we've got a little bit of insight to how the big breweries um, value their businesses because as part of the um, AB InBev uh, takeover, Jasper had to get permission or it sort of advise all of the shareholders what the price path was for that and so that gives it so those documents you know, of course found their way into um the the mainstream so oh, okay yeah so it does it it doesn't actually stop i guess you know the, the way ben explains it is by doing it this way then it means that they don't have to look for funding elsewhere but if a big brewery comes um comes a knocking i i guess uh the, the shareholders or anyone that's investing looking to get a return uh, will quite happily put their hand up and say, yeah, I think I reckon we should sell. All right. Okay. So again, the market will decide. Absolutely. But yeah, look, and it's one of those things, you know, always do your research, um, you know, think carefully before, don't, I, I, I don't think, um, you know, when, when you look at the figures, you're doing this because you like the idea of owning a brewery and you, you like supporting, um, you know, Ben's just such a good uh, guy, a former IBA uh, chair, um, Endeavour makes some, you know, some really nice beers, widely available. That's the reason you'd do it. I don't know necessarily that I'd be, you know, sitting there, you know, thinking that I was getting onto the latest Bitcoin or anything like that, and I'm going to be yeah. running up huge multiples um, of it. Um, even though, you know, some like Black Hops, they do sell it a little bit more. That this is a great investment opportunity. Um, you know, I. I, I, I think it's it, it's very hard to invest in a brewery. Um, you know, our big breweries are well, it's offshore. A, well, it's a very it's a very volatile market too, isn't it? Realistically, you know, trends come and go, and um, you know, consumer habits change, and all sorts of variables, I guess. And it's not a like it, and it's not a hugely you know, no one in the beer industry uh, is <laughs> except for one. Very well, uh, you know, known Brisbane apparent startup who's getting around in a Lamborghini. There aren't too many, uh, but he apparently made his money uh, outside of beer. Um, he also hasn't started up yet, to be fair. Well, he hasn't started up, and we'll be interested to see whether he uh, keeps a Lamborghini once he does. Um, but yeah, there aren't too many, uh, you know, millionaires. Yeah, people getting around in craft beer looking like uh, rappers. Um, you know, old school rappers. So, um, yeah, um, it, it, it's a great business to be in. It's great, like, like being, uh, you know, having a horse in the Melbourne Cup. It increases your interest um, in what you're participating in, but it's not necessarily a winning ticket. Um, but, you know, that yeah, said... That's the reason they call it gambling and not investment. Yeah. <laughs> that said, wish uh, Endeavour every, um, you know, every good luck um, with their... Uh, uh, raising and you know, hopefully we'll uh, follow up in February when it closes and see how they went. Yep. Which 
leads nicely into uh, congratulations to two breweries that opened up this week. One has been on the cards uh, we've spoken about before, which is uh, Two Bays Brewing Company down on the Mornington Potential here in Melbourne. Uh, head brewer Andrew Gow and uh, Chris Jeffers is behind it, which is um, gluten-free brewery. And also up your way, Soapbox Beer, opening in Brisbane this week. Yeah, um, Soapbox has been tinkering around for a while. Megan um, wrote a great little article yesterday um, just of talking about the trials and tribulations. It's an old building that they've set up in and that's made everything a little bit slower. For, for people up in Brisbane or who perhaps don't know Brisbane, I should say, whereabouts is it? It's in the valley, just sort of, uh, and I haven't been there um, yet. I was meant to go last night for a media tasting, but I'm off on holidays tomorrow, so I've had uh, a million things to do, and I couldn't arrange to get in a little bit early, so because they were filling kegs, apparently doing the stuff that brewers do. Um, yep. And uh, so I haven't had a chance to get in, haven't had a chance to try the beers, but Brisbane will be uh, seeing another one. Um, so, yeah, really, really exciting time, um, and, yeah, interesting to see how it's going. I'm really looking forward to trying the beers. Yeah, uh, as am I, next time I'm up there. And very interested to uh, get down to Mornington and try the gluten-free beers. I recently had a um, package sent to me um, from O'Brien's, you know, sending me their lager and their pale ale, um, you know, both gluten-free beers. And you know, Australia's, I always hate saying first, but you know, they're the sort of first of the big players in gluten-free beer, really getting into that market. Are also the recipients of the first AIBA gold medal for a gluten-free beer. Yeah, for their, for their Belgian ale, which they, is, they did, I, I'm going to say was the three or four AIBAs ago. Yep, I, I remember when that came out and thinking how good that was. Um, it was a really lovely beer, and uh, yeah, um, really exciting to see that people who have always said, "Oh, look, I can't drink beer because um, I'm uh, gluten uh, intolerant." Um, you know, now have some options. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to trying those beers, and certainly with the pedigree of AG Andrew Gow down there, um, very very exciting times. Uh, and also, I think because Chris Jeffers has has got a um, a keen philosophy to to brew beers that are for everyone, but that can be enjoyed by gluten intolerant people. So they're not going for oh, we're going to go for something that's gluten free and it's not going to taste like the beer you're used to. Uh, I think there's a lot of work going into um, just producing beers that taste like beer, but happen to be gluten-free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, yeah, which is which I think what what's been tried in the past. I just I just get the feeling that there's just a you know that the technology's moved on. Um, I'm pretty sure from memory, and we, we we do need to catch up with Chris, I guess, and um, and do, perhaps do a beer as a conversation with Ian, Ag, um, on how they're going about you know sourcing the grain and and what they're doing because. It, it's probably an area that's getting a little bit muddied in terms of, you know, there's, oh, you know, enzymes to reduce the gluten impact or uh, break down the proteins and all this sort of thing, but are still technically gluten beers because, you know, Australian labelling laws and, and that sort of thing. And then there are others who are, well, it's still gluten, but we're reducing the effects of the gluten that might have on gluten intolerant people, not necessarily celiacs and all that sort of thing. So um, we shall watch with interest. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, 2019 is going to be our year to sort of get a little bit uh, more out on the road. So maybe that will be one of the, uh, you know, there's some great breweries down the Mornington Peninsula that we can uh, swing yeah. around. And probably as good a time as any to announce that, uh, yeah, we do have plans. And if any of our listeners have got some suggestions for some road trips, some uh, Bruise News road trips that uh, you and I can take next year. So we've already got Sunshine Coast is, is pretty much locked in plan oh god in terms we, of plan. We, we're going to need a, a couple of days up there um <laughs> we're going to need Canberra, a bigger boat um shane just um our you know, good friend uh, who has yep. been uh, and ran on the ground in 
in the capital. Yep. Yeah, and I've been promising him, promising him, promising it just didn't come off. But uh, we are looking. We, at we that. almost, to be fair, we almost got it in, uh, in in Sydney Beer Week. We just sort of with um, some other things that came up and having to yeah change our plans. We didn't quite get. We we, we could have almost done it, but it would have been a rush. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was so much else uh, going on, and uh, you know, WA is another place I really want to get across to. But uh, actually, Prof, one thing I'm going to say: we do have a huge, um, you know, industry audience. A lot of brewers listen to us during the mashing, or you know, on their um, fitness uh, as part of their fitness regime. Um, I, I just mentioned that I got sent some beers by uh, O'Briens. Um, you don't get beers sent to you, so. Uh, yeah. Brewers, next year I want to start a um, I want to start a segment. Um, send Prof a beer, and Prof can sort of uh, talk a little bit about it because uh, you know Megan gets sent some because she does uh, most of the writing. I get sent some because I guess I'm a little uh, you know visible face, but um, Prof doesn't get sent any beers. So Prof, I, I don't know if you want to. No, I your... don't. I don't think it's fair that brewers should have to send um, three different packages to to the one uh, you know media outlet. Oh no, no, but but no, no, they don't have to. But they can choose to send it to you, and you know you'll review them or talk about them, uh, you know, in a quick little five-minute segment uh, on on the podcast next year. So it's just working out the best way to get the beer sent to you, or so you get them. I don't know if you want to put your uh, your address out, but maybe brewers, if you do want to send prof, if you do want to buy prof a beer, um, if, you know, beers with prof segment, uh, shoot us your shoot us an email indicating that that's what you're keen to do. And uh, we'll email you the uh, best address to send uh, Prof a beer. Done. Now, speaking of next year, so two things. One, I think our first episode next year, we probably should do either a retrospective or a uh, gaze into the crystal ball. Because next week's episode, which is our 200th, yeah, but we, we looked at what Luke thinks. We might we might think completely differently. Yeah, but I think you know we, we gave a, a good bit of back and forth with our uh, awesome panel um, about what you know, what Luke's... And we went for two hours, so we didn't add anything to it, but we, we can do that. And uh, Yeah, talk, talk and, us through. What, the, what can the listeners expect from next next week's bumper uh, Christmas um, beautifully gift-wrapped under the tree 200th episode? Um, oh, well, we've, we've got Luke's uh, list of, you know... Prognostications. Looking at his prognostications for 2018, reviewing how he went, and, you know, then projecting those forward to... Uh, 2019 um really good i i just loved it it was two hours that just you know flew through uh you know like a something that really flies quickly yep on on, on, yeah i was trying to think of something that was greasy on 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 ice or it went like shit off of shanghai well it it just went really quickly but really really good conversation we had you know uh zoe um otway uh from totem marketing um, who's always excellent. And I had people come up to me afterwards and sort of say just how much they enjoyed just the segment that she did. We had James Omond from Omond & Co. talking about copyright. I loved catching up with James. And there's some really interesting stuff there that uh, that I think will be of interest to, um, just a, of passing interest to you know, the average beer drinker, the punter on the street with his ear to the ground, but particularly to to the industry. There's sort of some very salient points and uh, not warnings, but just sort of it's, uh, yeah, very good to... Uh, to, to listen to James's uh, thoughts. And just a lovely, lovely guy as well. Just so, yeah, so insightful. Um, who else did we have? We had Crafty Pint. Um, we had Luke, obviously. Um, and Scotty McKinnon. Scotty McKinnon, which... Uh, don't, again, don't, mention, don't mention it, don't mention it. Let's go one without it. 
I think we finally got that horse uh, <laughs> beaten to death. And then again. Um, but no, yeah, so it was a, a bit of fantastic two-hour chat. Um, it'll publish uh, next Friday, listeners. So you're going to have two hours uh, to get... Um, you know, through the Christmas, and we'll we'll even look at uh, getting our producer Joe to do a couple of um, you know best of uh, a couple of our old uh, conversations, just so you'll have a bit of you know we'll fill the uh, content pipeline, as the brewers like to say when they're talking about the big breweries. We'll get some uh, you know fill the pipeline just so uh, you don't miss us too much over Christmas, and then we'll record back uh, on the Friday, the first full week um, of 2019. That's it. Matt, that probably seems like a fairly good spot to wrap up. Um, and nice to wish, half hour. Yeah, yeah, and to wish all of our listeners uh, a very safe and happy and prosperous um, Christmas and New Year time. Um, Especially, um, you know, two uh, great listeners uh, who are Paul and Brad from uh, Rowling's Labels, who are, you know, I, I don't want to single them out amongst all of our, but they... Do you know, they are kicking a little bit into our coffers to make sure that you get a nice new microphone for Christmas under the tree, Prof. Brewers, if you are looking for an easier, more effective way to do smaller runs of labels, get in touch with Rallings. If you order printed cans, then you must order a minimum quantity of 60,000 plus. Sleeve cans look and feel just like printed cans, but with a smaller minimum order quantity. Labels on cans sometimes really miss the mark if you do not get your design right and can look cheap and unappealing, which means the punter can choose another beer over yours. Rallings labels, stickers and packaging supply fully sleeved and palletized cans ready to be filled. They will also print and hold the sleeves and supply in batches as needed for each brew to make cash flow and storage easy. Pay for the printing up front and then pay per can and application as needed. We thank Rallings for helping us with the resources we need to keep this podcast going. But apparently, look, you know, it's always hard. As I said, it's always hard to tell, um, you know, whether they've got things directly from us. Um, but they have had a couple of comments, you know, when they've been out in trade uh, where people have sort of said, oh, you're the guys who are on Australian Brews News. Um, so there you go. You know, we, we do seem to have a bit of... Um, we have pulled. Yeah, well, not pull. People do listen to us. So if, yeah. if listeners, if you have a business and you'd like to reach some of the uh, sort of big names in the Australian craft beer industry, uh, maybe you might like to uh, drop us a line and you, know, you, you can sort of uh, be part of this. Get your people to get in touch with our people. We'll do lunch. We'll, we'll nut out, let, let, let the, you know, the bean counters nut out the numbers. We don't want to sully this thing with filthy lucre. In, in terms of sailing off into the sunset, um, listeners... Thank you for 2018. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to and thank you to everyone that came along and joined us last week for next week's show. And for all those who joined us in Sydney Beer Week and um, was Brisbane this year or was that last year? Anyway, for, for all the people who have come along and supported us and um, at our live events, um, our live podcasts, and, and who just listen to us every week. It is appreciated. Maybe I need to be a little bit less uh, gun-shy about organising because we, we did have it. It was a great audience. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't want to go too big um, for that sort of thing, but a really nice energy um, from having a live audience um, and you know some great feedback and some great uh, background and, and great guests. So, oh, and um, thank, you to, thank you to Scotty McKinnon for bringing some beers along. Thank you very much for the Tap House for providing us with some lovely beers and to our good friends at Brick Lane Brewing who provided us with some beers for our um, for our audience and for our panel. Absolutely. And thanks, and and thanks to Tommy Delmont. 
for from, not uh, well, for coming. He came. He made the effort to come on a Sunday. Didn't he say he was going to bring the beers with him? Yeah, he did, but he did. Did he? But did he? Or did he forget? He did, but you know, Maybe as, he, as, as, as was sure pointed they'll out, carry over. They'll carry over into next time. They're, like they're, they're bonus points. They're carryover points. Yeah, but uh, no, so it was great. So listeners, thank you for everything that you've. Uh, uh, you know, contributed your emails uh, and, and just for listening. You know, it, it's yeah. really exciting to see um, the, the number of downloads going up. You know, more and people uh, finding us, and, and you can help us out if you do like the podcast. You do have a bit of time on your hands over Christmas uh, as you listen to some back issues. Um, jump onto iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Um, you know, throw just, us a review. Throw us a review. Help other people find us. It does. The more reviews that we've got, the more people that are engaging with us on iTunes and other places does see us, uh, you know, get a little bit of a bump um, on iTunes and they do recommend us and that'll help us out. Um, you, you can come on board as a sponsor yourself. And we do have to, you know, we never really read out the sponsors' names. We, we've got a couple of people who throw us, uh, you know, anything from uh, five bucks to 20 bucks um, a month, um, which they see as their subscription. And uh, all of that, you know, very, very generous and very, very much appreciated. So um, it is very much. So have a good Christmas, Matt. You too, Prof. And you're heading off to F1J1. I am off to Fiji tomorrow. And uh, I've just seen the weather and. I fly in uh, tomorrow, I'm there for seven days, and it's apparently seven days of rain and a potential cyclone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There you go. There, there, there could be a little bit of Vonu uh, being consumed. Okay. Enjoy that. Final thank you is uh, thank you to you, Prof. Um, you know, I, I, I know that your association with me does uh, isolate you socially um, a little bit, but uh, thank you for, you know, always uh, bringing such professionalism to this uh, to this podcast and, and for all of you, your, your great company. And it, it has been a, a nice year where we have had to uh, have gotten to spend a little bit more time together and hopefully uh, that will continue. So Pete Mitchum, to you and all of the Pilsners and to all of our listeners, uh, thank you very much for everything and have a wonderful, safe uh, Christmas filled with some good beer and great cheer. Thanks, Matt, and back at you. And uh, to all our listeners, a, um, a very Merry Christmas and thanks again for your support. One last thing, mate. It's it, it, for one last thing. I, I know, but th- this one is to the person who's listening to this before anyone else, and that's our producer Joe, who uh, has been a absolute uh, rock star this year, getting things out on time, getting them sounding good. Um, you know, taking because listeners, if you if you if you think back to how, what your ears have to put up with um, having to listen, don't forget that Joe has not only listened to that and more. And cut out stuff for your benefit. There's a lot of dad jokes that have not found their way to your ears, listeners, and that's uh, thanks to Joe. So, Joe, thank you very much um, for everything. None of mine, I should point out. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Joe. So, on that note, unless yes. there's one, one more last on thing. That note. No, 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 there's no. not. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll see you all in 2019. What do you reckon, Prof? Will we do um, you know, the, the jingle bells, you know, that sort of uh, sleigh bell sound as, as, as we start the podcast or as we go out, or we just go with the. Uh, well, I was thinking, there, ha- yeah, like, there has to be like beer barrel polka, but, but that's done to sort of a jaunty Christmas tune with, you know, know with sleigh is. bells. I don't know yeah. if there is. Maybe there's a there polka should, there Christmas. There should be. A very, very polka Christmas. There very should be. <laughs> Come on and dance a Merry Christmas polka. Another joyous season has begun. Everyone. And we're out.